Hey everyone, Trista back here with another long-awaited playing with playbook. So it's been a while, but we're really excited to kick the, this next season off with um, educator and performer Stephen Cox. Wow, on here so prompt. Let's get you on here. Sammy on here. Hi, Joseph. All right, let's see. Hey, how's it Hi, going? Hi, how's it going? It's going good. I watched some of your videos and I didn't want to make you wait. <laughs> you knew the drill, very prompt, great. Yeah, I'm sure you see like the, the five minutes of buffer time, We're just waiting for people to figure it out. So that's great. Well, let me just go ahead and introduce you before we start off. So Stephen Cox is the director of bands at the Advanced Learning Academy, Fox Tech and Cast Tech schools in San Antonio, Texas as of fall 2022. For the previous decade, he served as the director of bands at Eastland High School in Eastland, Texas. A graduate of Howard Payne University, Mr. Cox has been featured in the school band and orchestra magazines, 50 directors who make a difference and is the winner of the 2022 Grammy Music Educator Award. Mm -hmm. According to teaching philosophy, Mr. Cox believes that fine arts programs should be integral to their communities, that students should have as much control as possible, and that our ultimate goal is to give students the skills they need to chart their own path in life. life which is just a you know, great philosophy and something we definitely resonate with here at Playbook. So to get us started, I wanna ask you our staple Playbook question since you've been watching, um, which is what have you been listening to lately? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, something that I've been doing new this year that I haven't done before is I've been teaching modern band, which is like, uh, I've, I've taught traditional marching band and concert band, but now I have a lot of students that are studying pop music and playing guitar, bass, piano, and drums. Oh wow! And so I'm listening to a whole lot more pop music. And this week I've just been listening to Adele because we're working on an Adele song. So I'm like going through the back catalog and picking up anything that I missed. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's it. I, a lot of times, like my style of music that I love and grew up on and got me interested in music was big band music. Uh, and, and combos and jazz and especially New Orleans style jazz. Uh, and so whenever I'm not studying and I'm just listening for enjoyment, a lot of times that's what I pick up. Awesome, awesome. You know, we get a lot of unexpected answers also. We've had Doja Cat too as an answer, which you would not expect. So that's, that's pretty cool, that's awesome. Um, so I'm really curious, you know, as recipient of the 2022 Grammy Educator Award, what inspired you to become an educator? Like, was it a specific person or musician or just philosophy? Yeah, so I mean, I, I grew up inside of a rural town. Um, I would say I lived on the world's worst goat farm. We were very bad at goats. We had a lot of goats for a while. It didn't work out good for us or the goats either one. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, music was just always a thing that mattered to me. My grandfather, when I was little, would mail me tapes, and he, he was a World War II vet, so his music was big band music. That was mm -hmm. the music of his childhood, right? Yeah. And so he would mail me mixtapes, like cassette tapes of music, and so when I got into the band program at school, I started playing the saxophone and the clarinet, um, and I just, it didn't take me long to figure out that that's what I needed to be doing with all of my time was making music. And so there were lots of music teachers along the way that helped steer me, helped me figure out what I needed to do, you know, uh, from my band directors in school to my college professors, like all of them really helped me out a lot. Uh, and that's just what music people are like, right? Music people are the best people. Maybe that's even, even a bigger thing for me and my choices was that I just wanted to be around these types of people. Mm. Awesome. Uh, and talk to us a little bit about now that you've taught both in rural communities and now you're teaching in a more urban community, how do 
what's like been your approach teaching in both places? How have you shifted what you teach, what works uh, for educators out there just who are dealing with different challenges? Yeah, well, kids are kids, right? So the students everywhere are the same. The same. They're all filled with just outrageous potential. They can do anything they set their minds to. I, I found much harder than teaching music is convincing kids to, you know, put, up, put all of the time into it, right? Like once they decide to do that, they're good. Like they can do anything anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I, the environments are different in so much as the circumstances are different. So different programs, people see students for different amounts of time throughout the week. Um, you know, they may have access to different resources, but at the end of the day, it's convincing the kids that they can do it. A lot of times, you know, society actually tries to convince us all that we're not musicians and that if we were, it wasn't a good idea anyway. Like there may be nothing in our society more prominent than if someone sings for you to like say something bad about their singing, right? Like mm. I see this all the time um, and it's like just really accepted. And I think that's wrong. I think everybody is a musician. I think everybody has the ability to make music. And I think that it offers a lot, a lot of things to those students whenever they go ahead and, and take that leap. So it's kind of like deprogramming the anti-musician sentiment. And it's not that I want them to be professional musicians. That's great and all. But just I want them to know that music can be an impactful, important part of their life, not just listening, but also making it. Mm. And what about, like you mentioned, the idea of teaching now more modern band. Talk to me about sort of your leap into that. Uh, was that new to you? Obviously, as someone who comes from a background of more marching, jazz, that, that world, like what has that been like, that transition? Well, the, the first instrument I spent any time working on was actually the guitar. I started that before I was in band. Now, I came through a weird way. My dad is an amateur bluegrass musician. Told you, we lived on the world's worst goat farm, right? <laughs> Uh, so that fit. Um, but, you know, he would sing and he would play. And so I started picking up the guitar and things. So guitar and piano and keyboard have always been things that have been part of it. I think everyone who studies music winds up spending a lot of time on keyboard and things. So uh, all of that was kind of natural to me. I have uh, my, my best friend, Gent Lawrence, who I taught with for a long time. He, uh, he took and got me into karaoke. So we started singing. So he really opened up my palate to listening to a lot more music. So by the time I got here, I had a lot of things there. And there's this organization called Music Will. They used to be called Little Kids Rock. And they produced a method book that makes it so easy and straightforward. You know, within the end of the first week of instruction, your kids who've never played instruments before are playing Justin Timberlake. Mm -hmm. And that's a big deal. Just like kids are kids and kids everywhere are capable of anything. I really believe that music is music. You know, like I don't care what style of music kids are interested in, when they fall in love with music, they'll discover everything else on their own. At least that was true for me and most of the musicians I know, is once once you step into the world, like it all opens up to you. And what about, I mean, you have such a strong perspective. How do you get by it? Like, how do you create strong classroom culture? Mm. That has to come first, right? Like before anything else. Um, like I want my students to play really well. And at, initially when I first started teaching, that's, that's the thing I cared about the most. Like how do I get excellent music out of these students? And I still want that. And that's not something that I disregard. It's just that that has to come second. Like the students have to know that you care about them. Um, the students have to have some flexibility and choice. They have to be able to make decisions. Uh, you know, traditional education, um, and it, this is less true now, but it's still true in a lot of places in a lot of classrooms is you have an adult telling everybody what to do with all their time. Go to this page, read this section, do this worksheet, do this thing. 
And that doesn't lead people to a lifelong enjoyment. It doesn't lead to creativity, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to become flexible enough with the students that their individuality, their desire to make music, their desire to control themselves takes a front seat. And then once they do that, again, once they catch, they're gonna be amazing. Like I had wonderful band directors that I loved, but the, the, you know, what they told me is not what made me good. The love that I felt and then what I decided to do on my own after I felt that and decided I wanted it, that's what made me a good player and a good musician. And so I really think it's about tweaking the environment. It's about trying to make everything, the, the optimal conditions that kids in a musician can be unleashed. And that's very different. And of course, I'm there giving feedback and trying to make sure that the room's generally organized and all of those things. Um, but, you know, I just, I really think it's like tending a garden, right? Like you can't make a plant grow. You can, you can water it, you can give it food, you can give it sunlight, but the plant has to grow itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely uh, resonates with us here, you know, about creating lifelong musicians and engaging students just so, you know, they're humans too and engaging them for, you know, a lifelong, um, of li a life of long music making. Um, so for our last question, I want to ask you, um, why do you feel or why don't you feel that, you know, uh, virtual platforms are important in the classroom like Playbook? I, I think we need to be utilizing all available resources. We need to take whatever tools we can to 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 get information out there. So um, again, once once the kid becomes that sponge, once the student decides that they want it, they'll absorb everything. I you know I don't know anyone who's learning an instrument now that doesn't spend a lot of time on YouTube. It doesn't matter what you're learning, whether that's guitar or whether that's oboe. Like there's so much out there to go and discover, um, and it's really it's more accessible to learn an instrument than ever before. And I, I encourage people, a lot, of, a lot of people think that once you turn like, you know, 14, if you haven't started playing an instrument, it's just over for you. And that's just wrong, right? Uh, one, one of my professors does a thing called the New Horizon Band where he takes and um, they, 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 are, they have to be 65 or older and never have played an instrument before to start, right? Like there's things like that wow. type of environment. Wow just wherever you are, it's more accessible than ever. Quality instruments are more accessible than ever. And platforms like this make it that even if you struggle to find all of the in-person instruction that you want, you can still go and get it. Just don't, just do it. Don't, don't be that person that says, I really wish I played piano, but never does anything about it, right? Like, just go and do it. Can, can I ask one more question there? Stephen, yeah. any mantra you have for, that keeps you going? Sometimes we ask that, like, what, what sort of mantra do you have when you have a, a tough day? Obviously, like, educators out there, not every day is, is rosy. Uh, well, I, what I've been thinking a lot lately, and I don't know if this is a mantra or what this is, but I'm trying to boil everything that I do in my classroom down to three words, um, and that's joy, community, and passion, right? Like, I want... The, I want my environment, I want the school, I want when the kids come in for them to sense that this is a place for happiness, for experimentation, for joy, right? I want them to sense their community to one another, that they're connected uh, and that that matters, that we're connected to the people around us, we're connected to the people everywhere now, but I want them to sense that feeling of community, to know that they're not alone. Um, and then I want... Uh, I want passion. That's where getting good comes from, is passion. Like, oh my gosh, that curiosity to figure this out, that excitement to dive into as many different recordings as you can. Like, I, we want passion. So uh, it, that's it. Joy, community, and passion.
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for being here with us today. It was great speaking with you, you know, hearing your perspective. It's, it's awesome. Um, so everyone, you know, go check out Steven at Steven is sleeping in on Instagram and yes. on his website, stevent.com. <laughs> and he'll be speaking at, uh, he'll be speaking at some music education organizations and serving as a clinician for some honor bands. So go follow that and everybody follow playbook jazz here on Instagram and keep up to date with us at this is playbook.com. So thank you again. I'm going to enjoy out. your Turkey day. Sleep hey, in. Definitely get some much. sleep. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs>